Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Happy holidays and welcome to NFL Week 16, which me and my pals are just about to spoil for you by telling you what all the final scores and the best player props are going to be. We also got to figure out this MVP hash once and for all. So let's go to South Beach. Ooh, intriguing one here. Cowboys at Dolphins. Three words for this one. Ooh, la, and la. Depending on your age, the matchup might remind you of Super Bowl six down Nola way. As dapper, a uniform matchup as the big game's ever seen, but a blowout for Dallas on the scoreboard. Staubach, 119 yards passing. That was enough to get him the game's MVP. Or it might make you think of Leon Lett trying to recover a blocked field goal in the snow on Thanksgiving. What was he doing? Really weird, personally, after the Don Beebe thing in the Super Bowl, I would have retired and got into hiding. Either way... What about this weekend? Two double win, double win, double digit win, first place teams who, if I'm getting the temperature correctly here, have more skeptics right now than supporters. Dolphins down at home, giving a point and a half total on this one now at 50. I say the Finns, my Super Bowl pick, get it by a field goal. Kevin Hench, how are you and how say you? I'm good. And, you know, as we as I pointed out last week when I picked the Bills, Cowboys got a crazy Jekyll and Hyde home road thing going. Uh, Great pick. I think that ends this week. I'm on the Cowboys this week. You're if you're for real, you have to be you have to show up on the road. uh, And I think they do this week. I like the Cowboys 27, 24. Now to the festively festooned. Eddie Spaghetti, what in the hell are you wearing, fella? Frank Costanza, Festivus sweater for, you know, we're almost at that season two days away. Got my uh, Tommy DeVito agent fedora on, so I'm ready. I'm festive for this uh, week 16 pregame show. Well, you're a handsome devil, that's for sure. What's your pick, though? I'm with you, Shaq. I have uh, I have Buffalo winning uh, by a field goal. I I think uh, Dolphins. Buffalo winning. Dolphins. Dolphins winning by a field goal. The reason why um, we, we saw what Buffalo did is why I brought them up. Look, the the Cowboys had two major things go wrong in that game versus Buffalo, which is really concerning. The offense looked great all year, and then now it struggled. Dak did not have 100 passing yards entering the fourth quarter. Major problem number one. Major problem number two, James Cook, over 200 uh, total yards, 179 rushing yards. You can't have both those things go wrong and expect to win the game, which is why I like the Dolphins in this game. Another reason why I do like Raheem Mostert uh, to go over 55 uh, and a half rush yards, minus 108. He's done it eight times this year. Um, you know, I don't think uh, that the Cowboys are going to be able to stop that. Everyone was running right up the middle versus them. Uh, I don't think it's going to change. Plus, Dolphins got to be happy. Tyreek Hill probably coming back, and they still won the game 30 to nothing without him. So uh, one team, a lot of good morale. One team, bad morale. Dolphins win the game. Brady Lemieux, the ruggedly handsome aggregate of our pick, says the Dolphins by a digit. Now let's get to the football gods gift to all of us. Ravens, Niners, the most important Christmas Day sporting event since Balboa v. Drago in Moscow, 85. Or at least since Eric Weddle v. Mr. Big Chest for the 2016 AFC North title. This one's a Super Bowl 47 rematch. What a gem that game was, right? Top three or so all time for me. Colin LaFonz, Kaepernick v. Flacco on an all-time heater. Yeah, it's true, kids. You may not know it. The Brown star QB used to be on the Baltimore Ravens, just as the Baltimore Ravens used to be the Cleveland Browns. Anywho, 
Flacco was your MVP in that Super Bowl, helped by Anquan Bolden's Bronny Grabs and Jacoby Jones' two dynamic touchdowns. And then the blackout happened and Kaepernick rallied the Niners. And it really brings me to this, Hedge. What if one of the all-time great NFL questions, Crabtree catches that pass at the end of the game. What then happens to those Niners and Kaepernick and what becomes of the Ravens and do they sign Flacco, all that? Before you answer, though, Hench, remember, we don't have time for you to answer. This game will settle the MVP race. Your current front runner, Brock Purdy, is minus 230. So if he plays well in the Niners win, it probably locks up the MVP here in the QB League. Now, I'm with Purdy, who thinks CMC is the straw stirring the Niners drink. He's at plus 550, but probably needs one of those four touchdown games to have a real shot. And then there's Lamar at plus 525 with a shot at knocking off the best team in football on the West Coast. So if he does that, he'll deserve the MVP in addition to already deserving it if we're really evaluating who's most valuable to his team. Niners laying five and a half. The Ravens are not happy. They're saying they're disrespected by this. The total is 47. Guess what? I think the Niners are for real. They win by 10. Hench, how say you? Oh, wow. I'm right in your garage, right on the same number. Mm -hmm. I like the Niners 30 to 20. That number does seem big, but just like a, a month ago when the Niners were giving three at Philly, you know, it was, it's like you're going on the road as a favorite uh, against the top seed and they blew them out. Uh, it's not a blowout, but the, the Niners do, do show that they, they're on their own tier right now in the NFL. And it, you know, to your point about the, the MVP race, uh, you either just have to call it the best quarterback award or you have to give it to Christian McCaffrey. I, I don't, this idea that you have a bunch of quarterbacks playing comparably and then a running back who's doing things no one else is doing or has ever done. And he blocks, he doesn't complain. He's a great guy. He was incredible on the Manning cast last week. Like I, I'm with you on C-Mac. Hopefully the QB vote gets split and we finally, we get we get a running back to, who deserves it. Niners, I think that's Ravens 20. Yeah, I, I think that's a real possibility, but I guess we shouldn't sleep on Josh Allen just yet. If he wins his final three games, then he has a pretty strong case in his favor. Spaghetti, go. I, I got to give a round of applause there to Hench. Like he took my notes, was going to say exactly that about Christian McCaffrey. Uh, this guy should be MVP. He's minus 400 to score a touchdown. Like you expect him to score 20 touchdowns this season. Uh, and you're right. He was hilarious in the Manning cast. The guy could do it all score uh, either receptions, touchdowns or rushing touchdowns. He could do everything. Is it worth betting on Christian McCaffrey to score alone? It's not. So you got a same game parlay that with Debo Samuel, uh, both of them to score is plus 205. Debo himself, eight touchdowns on the last five games. He also threw the air or on the ground as well. So I do have the Niners winning 34-26. And it's partially because Shaq Meany talking about this in the Monday, uh, the, the Monday version of minus three. You know, is Lamar going to be able to do that that scrambling thing that he did versus the Jaguars with Bosa, with Chase Young and the rest of that great Niners defense? I don't think so. And that's why I have the Florida Niners winning by eight. Brady Lemieux agrees. He says the Niners all the way up to nine. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Let me ask you a question, Eddie Spaghetti. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? But before you answer, two words, Caesar's rewards. Those are the two words. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. I'm talking about hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, even more than just that. It's not only an app, it's an empire. 21 plus must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other
other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Quick look in the rearview mirror of how we got here. I had a good week 15. Let's to get not back. look in the rearview mirror. <laughs> Let's go forward. Let's be consistent here, shall we? I, uh, I jump past Hench now. Um, to reclaim my spot among we humans. Um, Hench is just one ahead of spaghetti, and we're all looking up at Brady Lemieux, 25 over 500 on the season. But what's done is done. Lions, Vikes, it's going to be rainy and raw in the Twin Cities. About uh, high 40s, drizzly, terrible. The brawny run game of Detroit against the rising Minnesota D. Out in the elements of Minneapolis. Oh, right. This game's in a dome. What a shame. <laughs> what happened to letting nature take its course? What happened to wanting a white Christmas? Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, or rain, or sleet, whatever. It's the NFC North. I'm sure Taylor Swift would tell you, and politically incorrect as it may be, looks, in this case, do matter. This is the look. Look at it. The purple people eaters know what I mean. So do Lem Barney and Billy Sims as do sweetness and sayers. It's so much beauty, sometimes I think I can't take it. But why have the Vikes and Lions both give up such a huge home field advantage? They've done it to themselves. The Vikings at home, a dog, plus three, total 47. I say the Lions go in there and get it by a touchdown, plus the extra point. Hench, I'll say you. Well, it's wild, you know, during that whole, uh, uh, when we first learned about uh, Bill Belichick's senility, texting the wrong Brian and starting that, that <laughs> whole debacle. Uh, it's interesting what a difference two years makes because, you know, obviously Brian Dayball, coach of the year, uh, Brian Flores out on the job market. Now 
I don't know if maybe I'm wrong, but the Vikings personnel on defense doesn't really jump out at you. But man, he, you know, Brian Flores is ringing some results out of that Vikings defense. I think, you know, he's got this crazy thing where they, they either send everybody or drop everybody. And I think it's wild to make that quarterback make that decision every snap. You're either going to have a guy in your lap immediately or you're going to see an eight deep zone. And and I think the Vikings, with that approach, um, confuse Goff just enough to take this one 23-20. Interesting. Spaghetti, how say you? Uh, I have the Lions winning 30 to 25. I do actually think as great as that story was with Josh Dobbs, it was the correct move to put in Nick Mullins, obviously with JJ back with Jordan Addison having a monster game. Uh, I do think that he'll keep them in most of these games, especially versus the, these bad pass defenses like the Bengals, like the Lions. They'll be close, but that was a huge victory for the Lions last week versus a very good uh, on the rise Broncos team. So, uh, you know, Jared Goff needed a game like that. Um, and Hench is right. This Vikings defense is really good, but I I am still going to go with this player prop for Jameer Gibbs over 46 and a half rush yards minus 119 done it eight times this year, including four straight games. Joe Mixon did clear that number last week and one of the best football games of this season. I just think his versatility, his speed, his explosiveness, explosiveness will get it done. Lions win a close one by five. Enjoy Ben Johnson while you got him, uh, Detroit. He's going to be a head coach somewhere a year from now. Brady Lemieux likes the Lions right up to three there. Patriots at Broncos a mile high where avalanche legend Raymond Bork once hoisted the Stanley Cup. Of course, you might also think of Brady over Lemieux in aught three, or Brady over Peyton in aught four, or Peyton over Brady in aught six, or Peyton over Brady in 13, or Peyton over Brady in 15. Final score, three to two in the postseason. Peyton over Brady in the postseason. How will this one go, though? Broncos giving six and a half total. A meager 34 and a half. I say the home team wins by a field goal. Hench, how say you? Well, you know, Denver, uh, a house of horrors for the Patriots, uh, even when when we were good. So I don't think that changes this week. Um, Pats really pulling for the pull, pulling for the Panthers to pull one out against Green Bay, and then hopefully the Patriots follow suit and lose in Denver. I like the Russell Hustle Bustles comfortably, twenty six seventeen. Spaghetti. Standings X scores, Hench has, uh, I, you know, they lost one bad one last week, but I think the Broncos are just a superior team to the Patriots. Um, although what it is funny, the player prop I do like, the Bailey Zappi over rush yards, six and a half. Uh, it's minus 103. I love these player props. The Broncos, the only team in the NFL to give up over 2,000 rush yards, and they're allowing a uh, league-leading 5.2 yards per carry. Uh, Zappi already has a game with 13 rush yards and 16 rush yards. He'll get that easily. Um, so that player prop will win, but the Broncos will also win. Lemieux says the Broncos 24-17 Raiders and Arrowhead AFL showdown uh, and also a big AFC West game in 2023, at least for the Chiefs, who still have a shot at AFC home field, which till this year has kind of felt like their birthright, or at least over the last half decade it has been. Don't know what to make of this team or the visitors from Vegas. Last time we saw them, they were humiliating the Chargers. One thing to give up 70 to Miami, but 63 to the Raiders. That's like being Goliath and knocked out by a pebble thrown by David or by Aiden O'Connell. Either way, Chiefs giving 10 in this one. Total is 41 and a half. I say the Chiefs cover it 34 to 20. Hench, how say you? Well, you you know, I got so excited when the Chiefs lost uh to the Bills and then and then you know the the Broncos were coming in the rearview mirror and I was like 
holy hell, is my Chiefs plus 350 to miss the playoffs ticket still alive? And then I and then I saw that they they closed the season with Bailey Zappi, Aiden O'Connell, Jake Browning, and Easton Strick. Stick? Sounds like a bunch of QBs who'd give the Pittsburgh Steelers more than they could handle. <laughs> so, so yeah, that ticket's still worthless. Um, and and the the Chiefs, who are are a pretty flawed team, but not flawed enough to uh, to lose to this Raiders team or or have the Raiders cover. I like the Chiefs thirty seventeen. Spaghetti. I have the Chiefs 33-22 over the Raiders. Uh, obviously, a nice win for the Raiders, just beating a deplorable Chargers team, but I think that's over with. Um, why do I think that? The Chiefs kind of have their new guy. Rasheed Rice, like, you know, we're talking about Travis Kelsey kind of aging and not being in the prime anymore. Rasheed Rice, last game versus the Raiders, eight catches, 170 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, no number on him yet. You want to go over receiving yards, over receptions. I like either. 32 catches, 334 yards, three touchdowns in the last four games. Mahomes finally has a receiver you could trust. And I think this will help the Chiefs the rest of the season. So they're going to win this game by 11. All right. We have uh, the Chiefs winning this one, as does Brady Lemieux, Giants and Eagles, according to Eddie Spaghetti and every other Giants or Eagles fan I've ever talked to. This is the biggest rivalry in the NFC East, not the Cowboys and Commies. And this rivalry did give us both miracles at the Meadowlands. Reminds me, happy retirement, DJX. And also reminds me of this. Hench 1.8 second. Trivia quiz in the first miracle at the Meadowlands. Who was Joe Pasarczyk trying to hand the ball off to? Larry Zonka. Hey, very good. Very good. I'm glad you got that one. This one's in nearby Philly where home field advantage could turn disadvantageous if Tommy DeVito pork rolls the visitors to an early lead. Remember when the Eagles were the number one seed? Seems oh so long ago. Now they might be on the road in the wild card round. Eagles, chance to get right. Giving 12, total 42 and a half. I say the Eagles do, in fact, roll 28-10. Hench, I'll say you. Yeah, I'm in that garage, too. Uh, this game won't come down to, to Matt Patricia leaving James Bradbury out on an island when Drew Locke needs to go 92 yards in a minute. It's it just an insane defensive lapse where they played one high safety. Instead, of, that's when you want the big shell. Make Drew Locke go all the way down the field. Don't, don't let him get those chunk plays. Uh, it won't matter this week because the Eagles roll 33-14. Spaghetti. This is going to be a terrible game. Uh, I know the Giants won a primetime game versus the Packers a couple weeks ago, but this 4:30 kickoff on Christmas Day, the Giants' record stinks on nationally televised games. Eagles are going to win 30 to 13. This Tommy DeVito experiment—it's been fun. It's been nice to watch for a couple weeks, but you ruined the Giants' future at a franchise quarterback. So I hope you're happy, all ones, all the people who are, uh, you know, clapping their hands over Tommy Cutlets. He's going to go under 184 and a half pass yards, minus 117. He's gone under five of seven games this year. Um, Giants stink, and they just ruined. In their future the hell you're dressed as his agent i mean yeah. this is not how you rep somebody well this it's festivist and i got a lot of problems with you i got a lot of problems with you tommy devito okay <laughs> all right brady lemieux likes the eagles up to 17 i don't think it's gonna go that high next from the golf side of the sunshine state jags bucks first place teams with first overall qbs under center one tall and pretty the other short and occasionally dangerous raising the stakes even further this one is so close it's our anton chigor coin flip of the week what do you have to lose everything or at least the division you now control it's pick em. bucks i say are going to win this one by a field goal the total is 42 and a half hench i'll say you 
Well, it's funny, you know, we were we were kibitzing in the in the pre-production meeting. Oh wait, I, I'm sorry, I have to correct. Jags, <laughs> Jags win this one on the road. I'm sorry, excuse uh, me. All you got wrong was the team. Okay, that's all. Uh, uh, well, I'm in your garage on this one too. You know, you were saying don't deviate too much from where you were in September. Well, in September, the Bucks over under win total was six and a half. I've already lost that. The Jags were a, a legit a month ago, a legit contender for the number one overall seed. How the world has changed. Baker Mayfield leading two road wins, the Jags falling apart, Trevor Lawrence dropping footballs untouched in open space. Um, but the Jags get right this this weekend against the Bucks. I like the Jags 27-21. Spaghetti. Well, I'm picking the Bucks in this game 24-18 simply because up to right now we're recording, Trevor Lawrence is still in concussion protocol. Um, if he does clear it, the score may change, but if he does not play, I'm not taking them over C.J. Beathard. And Baker Mayfield has been awesome. I have him over one and a half touchdown passes, minus 108. Eight games or two or more, four touchdowns his last game. Uh, Jags, fifth most pass yards allowed, seven most touchdown passes allowed. So Bucks will win this game if Trevor Lawrence is on the bench. And now a quick break. What's the time, Eddie Spaghetti? Can we squeeze in some more uh, holiday cheer? We're over, but just yell out scores and we'll go on. No, I'm doing it. The Saturday special. Let's go to Pittsburgh where dark clouds hang overhead and where Jake Browning and his pals are chasing an improbable wild card. I suppose the Steelers technically are too, but come on. This is the worst year in Pittsburgh sports since 1983. Yins had Pat Boutet and the overmatched Penguins. Mighty Pitt lost to Jeff Hostetler's Mountaineers. You had Cecilio Guante's Bucks. Okay, Cecilio was cool. But it was December 83 when Bradshaw hurt his elbow and passed the torch to Cliff Stout. And that was terrific for the other team. So I guess you could say Mitch Trubisky has merely been honoring, uh, honoring the standard set by Stout oh so long ago. Steelers, a home dog to Jake Browning. Total 37. I say the Steelers have enough dignity to win this one by a digit 2019 and shall see you. Not not since Mike Martz has have we seen clock management this bad. He asks Spaghetti, how are we doing on time? Spaghetti says, not good. And then he he <laughs> goes he goes into a Celio Guante anecdote. Yeah. Like what what is happening? Um I I agree for some for a tiny shred of personal pride, Steelers win this one 23-20. Spaghetti. We're severely over. Bengals win 22-16. Mason Rudolph under 191 and a half pass yards minus 115. Rudy Only through three passes this year. On Mitch, Christmas. Mitch went under that number five times this year. Pick under six times this year. Uh, that's not their path to victory. A lot of turmoil in that locker room. Bengals win. Brady Lemieux thinks the Steelers survive narrowly. Hey, you know what? Let's not get down in the dumps just because the Steelers gave us coal this football season. Have a happy holidays. Enjoy the games. Watch them with the people who you care about the most. We'll talk to you after Christmas to get you right for an important week 17. Until then, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.